Hi hi. I'm Joshua Simon. I'm Kennedy Sung. I'm Sam Joe. And we are the, the SG Boys. Boys, that little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at the SG Boys. We want to show some love to Derek, who messaged us on Instagram. Derek Barry, <laughs> you gotta work, bitch. We love Derek. Is Barry. it Derek Barry? No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Hello, Derek. Who are you? All right, so Derek writes, Hi, I've been listening to the podcast while I was at work today and really love the content that y'all have made. Uh, just wondering if y'all could speak about the Singapore LGBTQ community and your struggles or perhaps joy in finding friends in the community. The reason being, I'm an introvert who only discovered my sexuality while I was in BMT. I struggled to accept myself for who I am for years, losing a lot of my friends in the process because of my mental health. It's my fault, really, he says. Losing my best friend too, and even till today, sometimes it still hurts. I tried for years to make friends in the community, but I guess I didn't match people's expectations in the community, and it feels hard just to make friends. The buff guys kind of look. At this point, I've low-key kind of given up, just leading a solitary life and being alone most of the time except for work. Guess this would be a good topic for introverted people to hear and perhaps a way for them to put themselves out there as well. Yeah. First of all, thank you, Derek, for sending us this message. Yeah. Very honest. We're going to talk about loneliness today. Loneliness is prevalent in the LGBTQ plus community, not just here in Singapore, everywhere around the world. It's a thing. Okay, so Derek, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't speak to your experience as an introvert because I'm like a huge ass extrovert. But I'm going to tell you that we all feel lonely at times. It's Josh, Kennedy, and I also all feel lonely. Like, we all have our different moments in the dark. Like, you know, and we feel like, yes, we have friends, we have family around us, we have people who love us in this world. But some nights you just feel so empty. Mm. Um, sometimes you just feel so, like, cut out and so isolated. And loneliness is this, like, beast that manifests differently. And right. it rears a different ugly head each time. Sometimes it's just like platonic friends, loneliness on that front. And then there's loneliness on the romantic and even the sexual front. Right. right. So I, th- I guess we're going to delve more into that today. For sure. I've pulled out the definition of loneliness. Uh, it is the perceived feeling of isolation. Yeah, the, the key there is perceived because it really is a very individual feeling. It's very subjective to one's own experience. Yeah. Mm. It is an emotional state that signals to your body that you lack adequate social connection, that you need companionship, a tighter connection with the people around you. Uh, I also want to share this, the definition of loneliness, according to Professor John Cassiopo, Director of Center of Cognitive and Social Neuroscience in University of Chicago in the US. He says there is a difference between being alone and being lonely. Being alone can be healthy in your ability to form social relationships. Loneliness is not the same thing as social isolation. We know from research that many people that feel lonely are often integrated in their social lives. They have a lot of friends. They have family members. Similarly, a lot of people who lack social connection are not lonely. They're okay with being alone. Because I've definitely felt lonely in a crowd where I had a lot of friends around me. We all have followers on Instagram. We can DM someone right now. It's so easy to just text someone and get a reply back. But I would still feel so lonely despite there already being that access to it. Mm-hmm. Derek, I really feel for you as well because you know you talk about being an introvert and I guess that can make it harder to make friends. I guess then the question is like, if Derek says that he's trying to make friends, then I, I would ask, where are you trying to make these friends? You know, is it on Grindr? Is it on Tinder? 
um, and who are these people. I think where you are meeting them, right, is actually a very key thing. As someone who is, I'm very much in, what do we call it, the scene. And yeah, I admit, there is a certain type of people that are more talk to in the clubs and stuff or at the bars and you have to talk a certain way dress a certain way be a certain way yeah la, I, I hope that Derek is trying to find friends in places that he feels loved you know on SG is a group that um, a Facebook group where people are doing like much more <laughs> everyday normal activities rather than just like clubbing and drinking which I love um, yeah they do things like yoga they do things like brunch and I, I think that for introverts it would be easier to start like that I feel rather than being in that very intimidating setting of like a club. Yeah, a club or <laughs> or a hookup scenario where you immediately like the yeah, expectations. Yeah, because you know sometimes, sometimes it, yeah, there's the expectation of like, I mean that's why we started this podcast, right? We wanted to expand the, the definition or like that identity of an SG boy. And I guess if you are really talking about like a club kid, um, then yeah, like, you, would, you would just think of that Instagram fit guy. You would, right. Yeah, yeah I, wanted to, I wanted to jump in there real quick. Uh, part of the reason why we started the SG boys was that you usually would see the SG boys. You wouldn't get to hear the SG boys uh, join in the conversation of what the SG boys would be discussing. So so that's what we try to do on this podcast where you can write to us, Derek, and we are reading your message. We're going to dissect this together. Um, see, I come off like an extrovert. Right, I come off like I'm really loud and fun and I can be those things, but most of the time I'm actually quite an introvert. Easily, Kennedy has a more exciting social life. Uh, I stay at home. I read books. I go to a cafe. Most of my meals are had alone. I like being with myself, uh, but I've also felt lonely so many times. And, and this is a clear example of that, where even though Derek is an introvert, he's looking for something more. He's looking for connection. And the times where he has hoped for that bridge to be there for him, it hasn't. Once we come out of the closet, right, where's the place that we can go to? To mm-hmm. meet other people who are like me, who would share these kind of experiences. We go to a tantric, we go to a play, a DYMK, um, and, and we go there hoping sometimes to find that conversation, that point of relation, whereas everyone's already in different points of their lives. Everyone is searching for different things. Um, they're recovering from certain things. Um, they want to experience a night a certain way. And it's totally fine for Kennedy to be in tantric with his friends, living his high school fantasy. I don't think it's a matter of knocking that and saying, oh, just because he's got a click and I can't be a part of that click, I blame tantric or I blame the entire experience. I think it's trying to understand what is at play right now. All of us have come from our different histories and we're still figuring things out. So I would encourage you, Derek, to just observe what's around you, why people are acting or reacting a certain way. There are many times where I'll sit with a group of gay men, for example, and and they would spill the tea or gossip about something and it starts to get a bit toxic, the conversation, and I will feel like I don't fit in at all. And then I think, oh, maybe I don't want to be gay. Or maybe I'm going to just reject this whole gay thing because I can't fit in or I don't look like these kind of guys. There are so many times where I felt lonely. I've been to Tantric hoping to have that night where I get to meet someone at the bar and connect um, when I've got so much to offer the world. And I think just reading Derek's message here, he it wasn't just a couple of words. You know, He wrote us this very heartfelt message because he clearly has so much that he wants to share uh, with his story. He just hasn't found that connection. That's why he also feels that loneliness. Yeah. Actually, you know what? If we could start all of this over again, I would first and foremost just drop everything and just give Derek a hug. I think we need a group hug. 
We do. And cheesy as it sounds, you know, we all need that companionship. Actually, Derek, what you said, I could really relate to as well. Okay, there's so many layers to unpack here, but let me just, can I, can I just share a Please. personal experience? Yeah, okay, so, so the thing is that I went overseas to, for college and then I came back to Singapore. But at a point in time, I was, obviously I was out to myself, but I wasn't prepared to maybe let everyone know, mm. right? Like we discussed in the coming out episode, there's so many layers to coming out. Because, you know, I was like new to my job and everything, um, it took up a lot of my time. I found myself hanging out with a lot of my colleagues and that was my social life. And friends that I knew from before, like my secondary school friends, JC friends, school friends, basically, everyone had somewhat moved on, like either got attached, either got married or like, you know, had different groups from their universities. We were still friends and we would still hang out, but I didn't see them like every weekend like we used to. It wasn't like, oh, okay, it's a Saturday. Let's go and just gallivant in Marina Square. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I felt very lonely. Like, you know, I felt like I had a lot of friends, but I didn't have enough gay friends. Does that make sense? Yeah. So they're friends and then they're gay friends. You know, I'm looking at two of you now and I think that we can't understand what that means. It's not to say that we judge people completely based on their sexuality or just because you're gay, you're an even better friend than someone who's not. No, right? We all have like good straight friends as well. There's some issues that only other gays will understand. You know, if I really want to have an open, candid conversation about dating, about sex or even getting tested, who can I trust? A fellow gay is who yeah. you can trust, right? And I remember like starting out and coming back to Singapore and like not having that support network. I needed that. And I was kind of like very in my head. I was like, okay, you know, am I even really gay? Like, you know, this is, I just felt so, so alone. I mm. really did. Slash lonely, you know, and those two things are not necessarily mutually exclusive, right? Despite the definition. But I took the effort and I made a point to like meet friends of friends. And I started going out and doing activities that aligned with my interests, I would go watch plays. You know, they would bring friends. Right. And then slowly from there, I would go drinking and I would say, oh, ask a friend along, go for karaoke. Like, you know, can I invite a friend? Sure, why not? Like, you know, the more the merrier. So that was my attitude to things. I was just like, the more the merrier. Actively <clears throat> searched for it. You put yourself out there. I did. I provided those opportunities for myself. Right. Because you never know. It doesn't even have to be the bar. It could be a food court. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like, you right. know, it could be a nature walk. Just go do something that makes you happy. And in the process chances are you will meet like-minded people who also find joy in those same activities. And that's where the meaningful connections, so to speak, you know, it's a very hackneyed phrase, right, on dating profiles. But those meaningful connections, I feel like that's where I made the most of those. Yeah. My social circle grew from there. But again, I understand that, you know, it was easier for me maybe as an extrovert. For introverts, I'm not sure, you know, because it goes kind of like against the grain. So do what feels right for you. But I think that it always helps if you have that, uh, like what Kennedy mentioned just now, you know, out in SG, right? You know, these are actually, they're organizing activities based on your interests. So I yeah. feel like if you follow your heart and follow your interests, you can't go wrong with that. What you say about finding like-minded people to do like-minded activities, that will also bring out the natural introverts to connect with you, I feel. Out in SG is a fantastic group on Facebook to join members on the group. There are a couple of thousand people there. They come up with pottery classes. They work out together. Um, they cook together. It's a very safe place, I feel. And, mm. and a big shout out to Tim Birch, who manages the admin for Out in SG. I even just uh, suggested like a gaming night for all the gamers. And that's also a very sedentary, introverted... How do you spell gamers again, Kennedy? <laughs> G-A-Y-M-E-R-S. <laughs> yeah. I think now more than ever, these avenues exist for us to get to know one another a little bit more to connect. Arguably, also, if you look at data, now more than ever, we're getting people saying they're lonely, despite 
social media, the thousands of people at our fingertips, we feel more and more isolated that we don't fit in. And I think that's that's sort of the key where you feel like you don't belong in that place. And then the loneliness starts to creep in because you can be in a group of friends because a lot of times where I felt lonely, I was invited to a bar. I was out at Tantric or I was going to a friend's dinner party where there are all these people there. And I get really excited to go. But once I'm there, I feel like I'm a fish out of water. I feel like I should run home. It's that feeling where you can't wait to leave the house, but once you're out of the house, you cannot wait to run back home. Mm. So there is that weird thing. And because you can't figure out that, you kind of feel scared to ever engage again and you just wallow in that state of loneliness, right? I remember meditating on this quote, which I thought was quite powerful, which is that uh, loneliness has less to do with the absence of others and more to do with the absence of oneself, Uh, It's less to do with the people around you and how many of them are there and how much of you that's conscious when you're there in that moment. I try to just observe myself as much as possible. It's it's a weird thing to share, but I always feel there's two versions of me. So there's one version of me right now talking to you. There's a version who's observing myself talking to you. So whenever I feel anxious, whenever I feel I'm in that state of loneliness, And especially for us in the LGBTQ community, as we age, we start to feel the intensity of that loneliness that, am I going to grow old alone? Oh my goodness. Right? (laughs) And I have to then quickly go to that second version of me where I'm observing myself and saying, look, you and I are in this together. What do you want to do? You want to go eat? Let's go eat. You want to go run? Let's go run. You want to blast Robin dancing on my own and just dance around your room? Let you and I do that. I have that sort of friendship with myself. It took a long time for me to get to that place, Mm. but I feel good with myself. I'm very protective of myself. And when you do decide, okay, it's time for me to say yes to that pottery class on Out in SG, protect that desire to make friends. Uh, With what Kennedy said about Tinder, you know, going onto these platforms, if you are looking for a friend, be really clear about it. I'm looking for someone that I can talk to. I need that person in my life. And there's so much that I can add to you as well. Don't always think, Derek, about what you are lacking. Because from all this, it's, I'm lacking this. Don't. You have so much to give to every social setting that you go into. When you make a friend, there's so much you're going to add to that in that person's life as well. So pull yourself up. Pull yourself up. Yeah, I think it's like job hunting. Sometimes people get very, they take it as a referendum on their ability, but sometimes it's really you're just not a good fit for the company and you'll find your fit. You know, sometimes you'll wonder like, oh, I sent out 10 applications. Why didn't the recruiter call me back? But then sometimes it's just, um, it's just not a match law. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's very easy to, to take it personal, right? Because I take everything personal and yeah. I'm learning to not take it personal where if I don't get that job, if I don't get invited to join that group at Tantric by the sofa, then it's me. Or it's them, it's not. It just is. And I'm just going to make it my goal to find the place where I fit. And when I fit in that place, if someone else is looking for a place to fit, I'm going to open that place up for them. Yes. So find your tribe, people who will appreciate you for you. And like, you know, that you don't have to hem it up or like pretend to be someone that you're not. This is what someone in primary school told me. Here's my friend. Um, When I was getting bullied a lot, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Hmm. That's like, it's from a song. What song is, is it? it? I don't know. He matter. told it to me and I was like, Those who mind don't matter. Those who matter don't mind. Jesse J, what song is this? I have no idea. Yeah, no? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's yeah. how I feel about it. I, I, yeah. I completely agree with that quote. Yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah, you know, people who are listening, I think they, 
they have an idea of who we are on the mic. They think they will think, oh, you know, you are doing a podcast, you're confirmed hundred percent extrovert that kind of right. Then it's quite interesting to see that Josh Simon, you said you're quite introverted oh, and stuff. For sure. I don't know how much of it is from fear of rejection, I think, of putting myself out there. I can definitely relate to to what you're going through, Derek, where there were many times where I wanted to fit in and I didn't and, and I would retreat back home. But I've also learned to enjoy, I really have, I've learned to enjoy the company of myself. I'm very protective of that company. Um, when I go out and meet my friends, I make it a point to open myself up a little bit more to trust, uh, to give. Um, Are you okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think it's, I think it's important to have a conversation with yourself. Uh, I remember the last trip before COVID hit. At the start of 2020, I quickly flew to Bangkok because I had a feeling this was going to get big. I flew to Bangkok and I told myself, I'm going to live up this final vacation, go to all my favorite restaurants and everything, right? And I've been, for the past couple of years, travel on my own to London, to LA. So I've learned to befriend my loneliness, right? She's in the fast lane but there was, from LA to Tokyo. Oh, that's the wrong <laughs> move. Sorry. I thought y'all would join me. Sorry. Okay. But there was one afternoon, I remember I, I felt crazy lonely crazy crazy lonely and I went on Grindr Mm. and this guy spoke to me and he was kind to me he was nice we were talking and I told him I know this is Grindr but I really just want to sit down over coffee and talk to someone just that's all I want and he blocked me after that and I took it so personal and I was so angry at every, I was so angry at the gay community. I was so angry at everything. And then while I was walking back to the hotel by myself, I remember I just, something in me just said, pull out your voice notes app. So I started talking to the voice notes app. From the outside, it looks as if I'm talking on loudspeaker. So I just started talking to myself, talking to myself and sharing whatever that I'm feeling. So I'll be like, okay, what are you feeling right now? Why do you think that is so? At what point did you start to feel things go bad? Because you were smiling this morning. If we start playing an Ariana Grande song right now, will you start to sing along or would you get annoyed? Let's let's check in. Have you, have you had any exercise today? Have you drank enough water? So I started talking to myself and I kept going for like two, three hours and I just had a blast. Okay, that's good. I just had a blast. So you were, you were your own like unagony slash therapist. Yeah. And you needed that. You just needed some... Absolutely. You needed to talk to someone and even if that someone is yourself. Absolutely. It gave you the comfort you needed. Yeah. And and I think that's the, that's the thing that I hope that we can all practice what to do when that loneliness hits. I, I do think it's also important to empathize when we're observing the situation, right? Because the thing about us in the gay community is very easy to hate on everyone because... It's like high school all over again, right? Mm. The people who are picked on, now they pick on other people. The people who felt uh, they didn't belong, now they create a tribe for themselves where they become the new majority. Yes. They become the new popular and everyone else won't get to be in my circle. But when you can see through that, when you can understand what led to this perception, you kind of take away that power that it used to have on you when you empathize on these kind of situations, if we had better education with how to deal with our lives and navigate being gay in this world, I think a lot of this shit would not be around. Yeah, for sure. Funny you should mention talking to yourself because sometimes I talk to myself in the mirror as well. (laughs) And no, but it's usually when I'm down. So similar to you, Josh. And I just look in the mirror. Sometimes I don't even say anything. I just look at myself 
and I look into my eyes and I sigh. And then I try to remind myself, like, I need to lift myself out of this funk. I think of all the things that are going good in my life. Yeah. Even if it's just one thing that day. Or oh, even if it's nice. something that's from the past. Yeah. And I'm thankful for it. A memory with someone, family, it could be a song. Yeah. Go listen to that song that really makes you smile. You yeah. know, like Kennedy, you want to watch High School Musical again. Go go watch it. Nostalgia. Josh, you want to Very watch Sister Egg again. Go watch yeah. it. Like, you know, I want to listen to Ashley Simpson. It would take me back to the time when I felt like I was happier. And that's going to lift you and give you a lot of hope. Don't ever feel like you are not enough. I think you talked about this in the first episode also about Kennedy thinking like he's not enough. And I think you are enough. I think social media makes everyone feel more lonely because you're always comparing yourself to others. You're looking at people's posts like, yeah. oh, they're at this party I wasn't invited to or they have all these friends that I don't have. I want to be friends with all these cool people but I'm not in that gang. Sometimes I have friends coming up to me and say, like, oh, Sam Joe, like, you know, it's so rare to see you because you're always so busy, you have no time for us. I'm like, that's not true. Like, did you, do you, how many nights do I like, you know, sleep past dinner and wake up longing for just a supper kaki? Right. Or, you know, just someone to talk to and I don't have that. I'm scrolling through my contact list. Yeah. I'm scrolling through my messages and I go like, there's no one that I can speak to right now because I don't want to like uh, bug people with my baggage. Yeah. But actually, sometimes all you need is that someone to have coffee with. I, I feel like just don't compare yourself. I get into that a lot. I know people who have sworn off social media because of that, because yeah. they keep comparing that. Like, I don't have that body. I don't have these friends. I don't have that social life. That's not my scene. Sure, yeah. that's not your scene because you got you. You still got you. And I remember one person told me I was at Zookout at Siloso Beach one year. In fact, it was the only year I went. La. <laughs> yeah, okay. I found myself somehow in like the gay corner. You know, there's like a gay corner. And like, these are all like bath beach boy. Tits off the boys. Like hashtag, that kind. Yes, hashtag SG boy kind of. And... I was, but I was there with my girlfriend and like, you know, we knew a couple other gay guys. They were like, oh, take off your shirt, everything. I'm like, uh, no, but I don't have a hot body. And then this one guy said to me, and he had a hot body, but he said to me, no, but you have yours. You have your body. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's going to be my mantra from now on. I got my body. I got my shtick. I got my life. Yeah. The only character you should play is yourself because everyone else is taken. Yeah. <laughs> or like, well, another one was some... Um, so cliche, but so true. No, I, I forgot who was it. It was Tyler Oakley or something. It said something like, um, nobody can do you better than you can do yourself. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to comparing, there is this quote by Theodore Roosevelt where he says that the, the thief of joy is to... Comp- the sure way to rob yourself of joy is to compare yourself to any, anyone's experience, not just the, the physical appearance, but just the experience of what another person is going through. Uh, with social media, I mean, some tips that I'll share, I did feel that for a period of time where social media was very tough for me to log on, transform it. The other incredible thing about the internet and social media today is uh, for every kind of account that makes you feel a certain way, there's 10 other accounts that will empower you. Mm. There are 10 other incredible activists I follow like really nerdy Greek mythology and stuff like that. And that's been my, my, my news feed. And anyone that makes me feel like I would compare myself, I don't take it personal. I always say it's not my problem with them. I know it's me that will start comparing. And until I figure that out, I'm going to have to unfollow this account. It's nothing personal, but I need to curate what I consume just to take care of my mental health. Even like our SG Boy social media, uh, the kind of comments that we get messages like these, these are possible because of social media. So you reclaim this platform, this tool, you rewrite the rules for yourself. I think that, that would be a very useful little mm. tip. 
Hashtag this is me. Hashtag rewrite the stars. <laughs> hashtag Joshua Simon. Shit, you know when you say hashtag this is me, I just thought of Camp Rock. I, I totally didn't think of Greatest Showman. Oh my gosh. You thought of what? Camp Rock. Oh, Camp Rock. Why are you so obsessed with Camp Rock? <laughs> I grew up on that shit. No, this is me. It was like literally things to do to empower yourself. Like mm. this is me is my jam. Like it just reminds me of a time where like every time I, I felt bullied in school, yeah. I would just sing the song. Like, this is real. This is me. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. You're going to let the light shine on me. I'll just feel like a superstar every time I hear it. Nice. Always go back to that thing, that one thing that makes you smile, that gives you that ooh-ah-ah sensation. I'm going to add to that. So what he also did there, uh, whether or not he's conscious about it, was that he sang, right? Mm. Whenever I feel lonely, a quick little tip there is to constantly rate. So I'll be like, I'm a 6.5 right now. I'm a 7. I'm an 8. I have never really gotten a 9 or a 10. But no, no, no. Not how I look. How I meant, feeling? Like, how, how, do feeling? I feel? how do I feel? Feeling? Okay. How do I feel okay. right emotion now? Emotion meter. Yeah. Okay. So I, I I chart my progress with my emotions constantly, and the moment it starts to go down to like a five point five or a five, I ask myself if I'm doing anything. Because very often, whenever I feel lonely, I'm not doing anything. I'm lying down. I'm sitting. I'm not doing anything at all. So I make sure I do something. Mm. I got to make a list of all the things I said I would do. I said, I'm going to do this podcast. I said, I'm going to edit. I'm going to learn about stocks and trading. Go and read about it yeah, now. You're going to be a vegan. I, yeah. yeah you <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm still vegan, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Little and that's okay. For now. For now. <laughs> well, my point is, do something. Why don't you do something? I was thinking the same song, but do something. Do the thing that you love. Yep. Use your gift. So, Kennedy loves singing. He loves music. Mm. So you don't la- have to be good at it, but you can still <laughs> sing. That's room for everybody. <laughs> You're valid. He sang. He used his gift. I can actually sing, by the he way. Can. No you can. No one is tell. saying you can't, Kennedy. I was joking. Oh my god. Look at him. You didn't say JK though. JK. <laughs> I'm gonna say it now. JK Rowling. So to recap, use your gifts. Create. Another great thing to do is to write everything. So during uh, Circuit Breaker last year, um, I was very lonely. And like what you said about Use Your Gift, I went to <laughs> arrange a clarinet quartet version of Thank You Next. Aww. Are you serious? <gasps> Did I never let you guys hear it? No! Let's hear it. See, little things like that. Write, yeah, yeah. journal, sing, do Something. something remind yourself of who you are and what you're made of and the gifts that you have uh, what you can offer this world whoa thank you whoa look at you thank you next thank you I'm so fucking grateful for my ex thank you Next. I basically took all the things that I love, uh, which is thank you, next. Ariana Grande. I love to play clarinet. I love arranging music and composing music. I did it for my O levels and my A levels. And I rediscovered a part of me that I thought was lost mm-hmm. for a very long time. I haven't done this in a long, long time. So when I could do that again, like what you said about two versions of myself, in that moment, I reconnected with a younger me. And that was very, very comforting in that situation of Circuit Breaker. Yeah. Nice. There was this book that I read, which is very beneficial for my growth, uh, by Chidera Eguru. It's called What a Time to Be Alone. I'm not saying, Derek, that you don't go look for that one friend, because I think it's important to have that one friend that you can call, someone that you can vent or just kiki and, and, and just do or do nothing, absolutely nothing with and just feel safe. It's nice. And I want you to look actively for that. But there is this section in the book where she says, anytime you feel you're saying all these things to yourself, like you're not enough. 
you're not good looking enough. You don't fit in and it's because of you. Derek, you mentioned one part about how these guys all fit a certain way and you don't match that body type. You're drawing that line between you and everyone else. The moment you start saying any negative thing about yourself, be very conscious about it, catch yourself and imagine you trying to say that to your eight-year-old self. Like if there was eight-year-old Samjo in front of you, you would protect eight-year-old Samjo from all this. If there was eight-year-old Derek in front of you, eight-year-old Kennedy, you're not going to tell them these horrible things. You know, you're going to want to protect them. You're going to want to love like, them. You want to hug them. In essence, it's being kind to yourself and Absolutely. giving yourself grace, giving yourself compassion. Yes. And sometimes you need to pull yourself out of yourself and picture your eight-year-old version standing in front of you. Sometimes it's good to pull yourself out of your experience and observe the environment as you're experiencing it to be able to reach that point of saying, no, let's do better. I also ask myself, similarly to what Sam Joe said about something that makes me smile or something that I'm thankful for, I ask myself if there's anything different from yesterday. Even if today is rougher than yesterday, it was different than yesterday. So I'm curious how tomorrow will be. And of course, like, you know, at the end of the day, the three of us, we're not professionals and we don't really know exactly what you're going through. And not just Derek, anyone else who's listening, right? The extent um, and... Yeah, you know yeah. yourself the best. Yeah. Okay, so if you feel like you need to reach out to even seek professional assistance, like do it, you know, there's no shame. Take care of yourself first and then the rest will follow. Another thing that I find really helps is to prescribe myself songs, like, you know, so song therapy. That's if I notice a friend who isn't feeling 100%, I would say, okay, what's bugging you? Oh, okay, love. And then I would compile a list of songs that speak to their experience, like a prescriptive mixtape to help them, like, get over, like, you know, the ex. I think it's a brilliant point. The music that you listen to, I, for one, I'm very easily influenced my emotions by art, by music. I know there's also a lot of people who love when they're in that state of loneliness to stay in that state and listen to a lot of Billie Eilish or Lana Del Rey or anything that helps you to sit in that, right? I used to play uh, those sad Chinese songs and just cry when I'm sad. I like to indulge in the sure. emotion. Yes, Chinese songs are so good. I mean, if you obviously understand the language, yeah. not the melody or so, really yeah. take you to that place. Oh my God, the army songs are great for breakups. If you feel like those songs are keeping you there, um, so I think it's very important to test when you are in that state, test it. Change the song that you're currently listening to complete opposite energy let's see if you still have those same feelings yes. move those things around sometimes I'll realize I'm listening to a particular energy in the music a little bit too much and the moment I flip it around I suddenly feel completely different uh, so test whatever you're going through with all these different things uh, before saying I am lonely right yeah and I want to ask each of you actually so if there's one song that you would recommend uh, Derek or anyone else you know, Ooh. to combat loneliness. What would that one song be? Or to take Ooh. on loneliness, to kind of like help deal with loneliness. Sad Forever by Love. I don't want to be sad forever. I don't want to be sad no more. I don't want to wake up and wonder what the hell I'm doing this for. I don't want to be medicated. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to fight that war. I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be sad anymore. That kind of thing. So it just makes me feel like things will get better. I don't want to be sad forever. I don't want to be sad forever. I don't want to go one more day. I just want to wake up and realize everything's going to be okay. I don't know what else to say. I don't want to go through that one. I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be sad anymore. Oh, that's a lovely one. Sam Joe, what's yours? Mine is actually... Uh, this song gets me every time. 
and it's like I'm choking up a bit. Do you remember the Phantom of the Opera yeah. movie? Yeah. You're with thinking Patrick Wilson and Emmy Rossum. That's the Joel Schumacher one. Yeah. Yes. And there was one line that the Phantom said that always gets me because actually the Phantom is like quite quite a horrible character. I mean, he's essentially. Wait, you mean at the end of the, the whole musical, I felt very sorry for him. Yes, that's true. He's essentially kidnapping her. But there's one line I feel like that really turns the audience in his favor. The world shall know compassion to me, cause you oh, know. Oh, I know that part. Yeah. yeah. Because they were saying, like, you know, why are you doing this to her? And he was like, well, the world, like, didn't show any compassion to me. You know, I'm disfigured and, like, you know, I'm all alone. Like, he didn't feel like he fit in. So in many ways, like, you know, the Phantom is like, we all see a bit of ourselves in the Phantom. Especially when we feel lonely. And so on that movie soundtrack, on that OST, there's this one song uh, sung by Mini Driver. Okay. It's called Learn to be Lonely. Learn to be lonely. And Beyonce actually did a version at the Oscars. Hey. So laugh in your loneliness, child of the wilderness. Learn to be lonely. Learn how to love life that is lived alone. You okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm fine. Sometimes when I feel, you know, alone and lonely at the same time, yeah. this song really reminds me, like, you know, really helps me to recalibrate and helps me ground myself and know that I still have, at the end of the day, I still have this life that is worth living. Okay. So there's a singer-songwriter called Sin, as in like Cynthia, C-Y-N, and she has a song called I'll Still Have Me. And the music video is her in a room full of people, all of them couples, and uh, the couples are all older couples as well. They all do a slow dance as she's singing the lyrics. If I don't have you, I'll still have me. And then there is a shot in the music video where after you see all the couples dancing, it cuts to one old woman sitting by herself at the back of the room. If I don't have you, I still have me. If I don't have you, at least I still have me. when I felt really lonely in the past, especially during the pandemic, the lockdown period, that song, as tender and soft and sort of vulnerable as it is, that line, I still have me, is very powerful for me, where there's two versions. There's I and then there's me. I still have me. So I'm very protective of myself right now. So as lonely as I do get sometimes, I'm like, oh, it'd be so nice if I was in a relationship. I'm also very, very protective of myself. I fight for myself. Uh, the other song is ABBA, Chiquitita. Ooh, yes! And the whole song is sung from the perspective of a best friend taking care of her best friend. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. I still, you know, Chiquitita, tell me what's wrong. You're enchained by your own sorrow. In your eyes, there is no hope for tomorrow. How I hate to see you like this. There's no way you can deny it. I can see that you're oh so sad, so quiet. Chiquitita, tell me the truth. I'm a shoulder you can cry on. Your best friend, I'm the one you must rely on. You were always sure of yourself. Now I see you've broken a feather. I hope we can patch it up together. Try once more, 
like you did before. Sing a new song, Chikatita. The SG Boys, that little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at the SG Boys. The beliefs, views, and opinions expressed on this podcast are attributable to its hosts only, and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, organization, company, or individual.